Welcome back to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name's Sam Tanaglia. It is November 7th on a Tuesday. I'm here with my good friend Ryan Wanzowitz. And we're going to be talking some Cubs and some college football today. A little bit of a different show, um, but we got some big Cubs news we want to talk about. Happened yesterday. We're getting into it today. Um, and then we're just going to go a little bit of rundown in college football, which we haven't talked about in a while. So, uh, Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Great to have you on the show. I'm good. Yeah, it's been uh, <clears throat> been a while since I was on. Uh, I'm kind of the the in-house uh, draft expert for Sam and the Windy City Wire. Um, so, yeah, it's good to be out. My last episode was the uh, 2023 draft back in April. Uh, so it's good to be back to talk some uh, college football with the uh, the playoff released their first rankings of the year last Tuesday. Um, so you know the playoff is coming up soon. I'm actually I'm going to the the Sugar Bowl, which is one of the playoff semifinal games in New Orleans. Uh, I'm going with my cousin Nick. Uh, so shout out Nick. Looking forward to the trip. Um, but yeah, very very excited for the to uh, finish out the year. So <clears throat> very cool. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show. It has been a while since you came on, but it has also been a while where uh, we've actually been consistent in releasing episodes for the podcast. So, uh, But we're glad to be back. Um, and yeah, we'll be talking college football for sure, but I think we got to start where at the Cubs. I know you're a big Cubs fan too, uh, along with college football, but Cubs yesterday, out of the blue at probably like noon – announced that they are signing Craig Council, the ex-Brewers manager, who is technically a free agent manager, um, and they signed him as manager for the Cubs, and thus releasing, firing David Ross. Um, I know Craig Council is one of the top prospects, I guess, in managerial standards. He has done a good job with the Brewers over the last few years, and what do you think? I think a lot of people are kind of just – going both ways about this but i think more positive than not yeah um you know i'm wearing my my 2016 world series shirt and i didn't even know i was going to be on the podcast when i put it on this morning but uh just funny that you know david ross was such a key figure um for that team and that that run and you know forever will be cemented in cubs lore uh forever for getting us there um so it's kind of you know i feel bad just because of you know how much I appreciate him for getting us that ring, but you know I do want the next ring, and um, I think Council is a better option than than Rossi. So I like the move a lot. Um, happy that we did it. it. Just sucks that David Ross has got to go, and, and you know he's got to go out in this fashion that's it's a tough way to go out so I feel bad for him but I think it is the best move for the for the baseball club so I'm excited I couldn't agree more um yeah it's I, I think council's great manager I think it'll be a great addition for the Cubs but it is kind of weird just kind of like sending Ross off like that after he was so good as a player or so instrumental I guess you could say um on the 2016 team but yeah I, I think he just didn't pan out as a manager and he just made some tough decisions with the bullpen playing guys like uh, you'd say Hosmer and Mancini for a few games last year. Um, 
but I haven't even heard a statement from him yet on it. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the Cubs, they released a statement saying that they fired him, but they haven't even announced council as the new manager yet from where I, I last checked sometime this afternoon and they, it was nothing. So, uh, but yeah, he hasn't said anything either. I saw that. I saw a tweet before I hopped on here that, uh, Jed Hoyer flew down to Florida to break the news to David Ross, and he was like shell shocked. So um, wow. take that for for what it's worth. So yikes! I'm I mean you love Rossi, and it's he's a Cubs guy. I mean he's on that that historic team, but I guess all in all, sports is business, and you got to make the right call when you can or when you have to. So um, it's tough, but. Going into the statistics of each manager, I guess. So, Craig Council in his career of nine years uh, for manager, he's 707 wins, 625 losses. So, just over 500. Ross in four seasons is uh, 262 wins, 284 losses. So, under 500, but just under. So, it's tough, but... I think last year's, I don't, would you call it a choke? Would you not call it something else? Just going down the stretch and losing all those games, not getting into the playoffs. I think that has to come into this decision. Yeah, I, I will say he did, he did a great job of like getting the most out of that team where the expectations were just in the basement. Like no one thought that they were going to, be you know close to the playoffs you know everyone thought it was gonna be a rebuilding year and uh you know the ceiling for the team was like a wild card spot and we basically almost got there so i give him credit for getting the most out of that lineup um i give him props but i just i don't think he's he's the guy to uh to get us over the hump um you know even when they first signed him like you said four years ago i was hesitant uh to go in that direction um and yeah i mean we just been we've been mediocre under his his tutelage so i'm happy that um you know we're going with someone more experienced and is a winner um or at least you know winning division championships the one issue with council that i was going to bring up is that uh he exits the playoffs pretty quickly so um that is a red flag for me um but hopefully um you know, in Milwaukee, he didn't he didn't have a lot of position players that were good other than Christian Yelich was the MVP, I don't know, 2019. I can't remember if he was a two-time MVP or not. But then he kind of just fell off cliff after he won MVP. Um, and other than him, I can't name a single position player on the Brewer, but I guess they do have a really good uh, starting pitching rotation. Um, so he had that to work with. And... Um, you know, I think Milwaukee had won the division the past what two, three years. They they were at the top. I I think I, mean, I can't really remember, but they always seem like they were in the playoffs either uh, as a division winner or a wild card. Um, so I know he's consistent at getting to the the postseason, but I need to see more um, more success in the postseason from him. So we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, the the postseason. We'll see how it goes. Let's first get there in 2024. Um, but yeah, again, Ross 
is high. Her wins in a season was 83. And Council eclipsed, eight, eclipsed 83 in one, two, three, four, five, six seasons of his nine. So, and guys on the Brewers this past year, like William Contreras, uh, Colton Rowdy Long, Tellez. Rowdy Tellez. That guy bats 315 and only hit 20 bombs for you every year, I guess. So, I mean, Rowdy Tellez, but yeah, they had a good rotation too, but. I mean, I like the move. All in all, I like the move. Same. Yep. All right. Any more thoughts on the Cubs? Uh, do you think this will change Ross's legacy with the team? Per se? Um, no, I I don't think so. Maybe, maybe a little, like a slight bit, but I think he'll always be remembered as the, you know, the gung-ho veteran grand, Grandpa Rossi, that type of guy that, you know, was – you know, joking around. That's how I remember. I'm going to remember him just joking around in the the dugout with Brian and Rizzo, and kind of being that that grandpa, um, you know, leader of the clubhouse. Um, and you know, he was just instrumental in getting us our first World Series in 108 years. Um, oh, yeah. and for that, I mean, everyone in Chicago was you know should be grateful to that man so thank you david ross for for all you've done for the chicago cubs couldn't have said better myself um yeah david ross he had a home run in game seven correct to the world series yeah he did straight as, away center field yeah as an old man which is just just crazy mm-hmm. yep well ross you always have a spot on the podcast if you ever want to come on so Stay at my apartment in Lincoln Park, you know. Uh, yeah, Russ, good guy. Um, he'll be welcome with open arms if he comes back to Wrigley Field. Leave it there. Yep. All right. Now we'll move into some college football. Haven't talked about it a lot recently. Um, probably last time we talked about it big was with you last April, honestly. Like, we have not done this podcast very frequently. We've been so busy. But we couldn't be talking college football with anybody better than Ryan Wands. He loves college football. He is an avid fan, watches a ton of games every year. And he always also, I'll let him describe it to you. What's your favorite part about college football? What do you, what do you like the most? Yeah, so the favorite, <clears throat> ever since I was, uh, I didn't really get into sports until uh, I was in you know, seventh, eighth grade probably. And I kind of was immediately drawn to uh, the NFL draft for for some reason. And, um, you know, as I started, you know, watching, you know, basketball and football were the two I got into pretty early on. Um, I just like all the I liked all the the storylines around uh, the different players. I mean, obviously, I love all the, the action, all the highlight plays, but um, just like the different narratives with different players and, you know, whether they're going to be the next, you know, great you know, John Elway, you know, people, <clears throat> I was pretty young when Andrew Luck was coming out. Um, I was in eighth grade when that draft happened. So that kind of got me hooked. Um, and yeah, I just love, um, yeah, watching these players, um, you know, watching their story from when they show up on campus and make a name for themselves on campus, playing on Saturdays, playing in the college football playoff, winning Heisman trophies. Um, and then eventually, uh, going through the the draft process, going to the combine, um, and then you know I really 
um, appreciate uh, just how how important it is to fans on draft draft day. Um, just what a special day that is where everyone everyone is a winner because you know hope springs eternal that day. Um, and it's just a great uh, feeling, you know, as a fan to watch or just a city, just, you know, watch this player from uh, some, you know, popular, could be popular school, good football team, um, just come in and, you know, be, you know, embraced as, uh, you know, the savior of the city potentially. And um, that hope it's really just awesome to see throughout, you know, every uh NFL city, all 32 cities where there's an NFL team. It's awesome uh, to see. So, and there's also, you know, there's a lot of drama on draft day. You know, it's, it's just, it's probably, it's my favorite sports day on the calendar, as you could tell. And it's just, it's an electric night. That first round, it's, it gets crazy. You, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, you know, purposely stay off my phone to, cause I want to be surprised. Um, and then, you know, I'll text my friends when, whenever something crazy happens, but I'll, I'll, everything else will be like silence. So I'll have my phone. I do not disturb. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I love it so much and it's, it's just awesome. So. Hey, where's the draft this year? I, the, if the bears have some high picks, like they're projected to be, maybe, it is in, maybe I'll go. It is in Detroit. I think that's it's, not, we could drive that one. We couldn't. Um, when I was in Chicago, actually it was in Chicago. In 2015 and 2016, I went both those years, and I actually I got on, uh, I got on ESPN um, during the uh, the the 2015 draft. There's footage of me on ESPN um, shouting out the Bears. So um, it's that's somewhere on on YouTube. So very cool, very cool. Well, yeah, I mean. See how the Bears draft goes, sort of how they end up picking this year. We'll we'll talk later down the line about that. But into 2023 college football. So first question, I mean, from the start of the year, who were some players that you were looking at? Who were you looking forward to watching team-wise? And then who were you were thinking for your fi- like final four college playoff teams at the start of the year? Yeah, so um... – I guess we can start with, with players. I mean, the obvious one is, uh, you know, the golden boy, Caleb Williams from USC, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, um, who's had a rough uh, few weeks, uh, games against, uh, he's had three straight losses to Notre Dame, Utah, and Washington. Uh, so he will not be repeating as the Heisman Trophy winner. It'll be someone new, which I like to see. I don't want to see a repeat Heisman Trophy winner. I think it's cool when a different guy wins it every year. Uh, so I'm happy about that. But I do like Caleb Williams a lot as a NFL starting quarterback or a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's this generational prospect like like an Andrew Luck or a John Elway. Um, like can't miss. I don't think he's that type of guy, but I do think he's – going to be very good in the NFL. So I would be very happy if I was a fan of the team uh, selecting number one in 2024. So um, other players, um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of other non-quarterbacks, but um, other quarterbacks are doing really well. Michael Penix, who actually went to uh, Indiana, where I went. Uh, I'm a IU alum, and he was there from uh, – my junior to senior year 
he was our starting quarterback. Um, and he just unfortunately can really got injured um, basically his entire tenure with us. And we didn't do a good job of keeping him upright and not creating a, a good environment for him to really succeed at, at Indiana. So he left and uh, transferred to Washington and he's been there the past two or three years. And um, I, he really, really did well. He was, I think he was a second team all American last year. And then this year is just taken off and, uh, right now, he's the favorite to uh, win the Heisman Trophy. Um, so it would be cool. It would be cool, but weird to see him win it because, you know, he was, I remember like my junior year or sophomore year of college, he was like behind me in line at the the student health center. So, and I didn't know who he was until he said his name at the at the counter. I was like, oh, that's that's Michael Penix. So uh, that'll be a weird moment for me if he, if he wins it. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, other good players, uh, Brock Bowers from Georgia is like the top tight end prospect. Um, probably the best tight end prospect in a long or since Kyle Pitts, but he hasn't really panned out in Atlanta, but they're not really using him well. Um, but he's uh, the biggest prospect, I guess, in three years. Um, I think he's projected to go to like the Patriots right now, who could definitely, that would be like another Gronkowski for them so it'd be cool to see if that happens um there's a couple offensive linemen from uh notre dame and and penn state i'm blanking on the the penn state guy's name but i think uh the notre dame lineman's name is uh alt is his last name um he's projected to go in the top five um uh marvin harrison jr is going to be the the number two overall pick uh wide receiver from ohio state um yeah, I mean, he's probably the best uh, wide receiver prospect since, like, Calvin Johnson back in 2007. Uh, he's, yeah, he has all the all the tools you want in a uh, stud outside uh, wide receiver. Um, so, uh, yeah, he'll, he's going to be unreal in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how, how he does um, next year in the league. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of those are kind of like the top guys uh, right now. Um, and then my teams that I had uh, to go to the playoff right now are looking pretty good. Um, so at the start of the year, I predicted Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and Washington to be in the final four. And right now, those teams are all undefeated. So that could still happen. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other in the game. Uh, that's Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, so that will have some ramifications as well as the sign stealing scandal that's going on with Michigan right now. That's going to be, you know, have some sort of impact um, on what happens. Um, and then uh, Georgia, I think Georgia plays Ole Miss, who's um, 10th right now. So you know, they could slip up and then they still have the SEC championship game and then Washington plays. Um, I can't remember who they play. Um, maybe Utah or they might have played Utah already. But um, anyways, they're going to have to play someone in the Pac-12 championship game and that might be Oregon again, who they barely beat. So a uh, lot of, you know, a lot is still undecided. Florida State is also still undefeated. So they're, they're still in the running. Um, it could go a, a lot of different ways. So we're, we're not anywhere close to being, uh, you know, 
knowing who's going to be those four teams in or who's going to win the, the Heisman Trophy yet. So it's still – everyone's still in the race, which is exciting. So, Yeah. I mean, you, you, I don't know how you picked Washington. That was a pretty good pick at the start of the year. Um, but for me, I just – I mean, some players like Sam Hartman, I was looking forward to seeing how he did with Notre Dame. You know, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Uh, obviously, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix at Oregon, um, just some of these guys who would have been with Alabama for teams. Like, it's going to happen with Chip Kelly and my UCLA Bruins. Uh, nothing good. But, um, yeah, I also, Colorado, I, we didn't talk about them, but they start out the year hot, killing TCU. It was, it was a barn burner. They killed TCU, but. Uh, week one, that was a really good game. Colorado has kind of fizzled out over the last few weeks. But, uh, yeah, my starting, my four at the start of the year, I picked Georgia, Michigan. Oh, I think I picked – no, sorry, Georgia, Ohio State, USC, and uh, – who was the last one? Um LSU. So it's like LSU has been bad this year. Uh, USC's also been bad this year, but I, I didn't think USC would have that bad of a defense. So, um, but if I did ask my friend Lucas Muss or Lucas Muse, shout out him, he gave me Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State. I should have gone with that, but that's, no, that's I'm sorry. It's looking pretty good right now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So any ex- unexpected, um, like unexpected teams or really great games you've watched this year? Um, let's see. I mean, the, the USC Washington game from this past weekend was unbelievable. I mean, uh, I think Washington broke like 50 points. So it was just a, you know, offensive fireworks show between Michael Penix Jr. and uh and Caleb Williams just going head to head and uh you know Michael Penix eventually um got the win and um you know sent USC, you know, they're obviously gonna be nowhere close to a New Year's six bowl game after after that. Um that's mainly been been Washington. They had a great game against against Oregon. Um where, you know, uh, Penix and Bo Nix dueled it out, and Penix, again, won a close game. Um, I did watch the – the I watched the first half of the Colorado-Oregon game, and I was so disappointed um, that that was immediately a blowout. Um, it just sucks that I – don't, I don't think it probably wouldn't have made a difference, but Travis Hunter, who's a cornerback wide receiver for Colorado, was injured. Um, from the the previous game uh, on a dirty cheap shot hit that he took, so he was out. But I just based on the end result, I don't think it would have mattered that much for those. They got blown out. Um, so that was disappointing to see. Um, I watched uh, Alabama Texas. That was towards the beginning of the year, back in September. Um, I personally really like Quinn Ewers as a NFL prospect. I know not a lot of people are high on him, but um, I do think he can he can be good. He's had you know he's injured right now. Um, hopefully he comes back soon so he can 
he can boost his his draft stock because I'm I'm rooting for him. Um, that's that's all that really comes to mind uh, for me. Um, that uh, oh Notre Dame Ohio State that was you know that was the game where Notre Dame didn't have uh, eleven guys on the field. It was just like they had a Marcus Freeman just had a brain fart and on two consecutive plays he threw out ten guys and. Ohio State had, you know, obviously had 11 and won the game on the goal, on like a goal line uh, run. So um, that was, uh, that was exciting too. And then uh, I think Florida State Clemson had another uh, good one that was back in September too. So um, those are, those are the games that I I followed uh, this year. And if I um, didn't watch all of them, I would, you know, definitely watch the, uh, the highlights on, on YouTube. So that's, that's the, uh, what I see. And then I just, I get all, all my stuff on my Instagram and, and Twitter. So I see all the highlights there. So I'm, I'm well in tuned with what's going on. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Twitter, the Windy City Wire podcast has a Twitter account now. So uh, please go follow if you're an, a listener. Uh, we're trying to retweet, like as much stuff. For sure, Sundays when I'm not either traveling for work or uh at a bears game i'm gonna be tweeting up a storm for sure so give us a follow there got a lot of good content um we'll be starting up but uh, back to college football for me um i guess unexpected teams i didn't think lsu would have been that bad but again brian kelly never know um it was surprising to see the alabama texas game early in the year those were really close Texas squeaked that one out. Um, I I didn't think TCU would be that good this year just because they lost so many guys in the draft. Um, but they haven't had that good of a year. Uh, I guess I didn't see Missouri coming. I, I bet on them a few times this year. That's a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, I, some of these teams are a lot better than I thought. But, I mean, you, still you got – the regulars like Penn State has been good. Uh, I guess Oregon State, they're going to be like one of the last teams left in the Pac 12. That's another show idea. We got to go over this realignment. That's just going to go crazy next year. Um, but just for somebody who doesn't watch college football as much as say you, um, tell me why is James Madison 9 0? Are they, they're, D one school, who have they played anybody big? They they're nine and zero. They beat in Michigan State in basketball last night. Um, tell me about James Madison. I don't, I'm just intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I don't I know as much as you to be honest, which might you know shock the listeners, but um, all I know about them is that I believe they're an East Coast team, and. Uh, I'm a big Barstool sports fan. I know uh, one of the guys that hosts part of my take, PFT commenter, I think might have went there or is a fan of them. And I just see that on his like Twitter bio, he has like uh, in parentheses like James JMU nine and So that's kind of um, how I know what's going on with uh, with James Madison. But other, outside of that, I I couldn't really tell you what's what's happening with them but i was glad that they they beat the spartans last night so that was that was good to see oh yeah i'm trying to look at the games they played okay so 
Weber State is that's in Washington, correct? Yes, uh, that's where Damian okay. Lillard went. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got that one then. Um, a few years ago, they were traveling. They went from Maine to Weber State uh, in games. Okay, so they started out the year at Bucknell. Not that good of a team. They beat Virginia to put themselves, give them a name. Uh, Troy, maybe Troy. They beat Utah State. That's a pretty good one. Uh, South Alabama, Georgia Southern, Marshall, Old Dominion, Georgia State. So, I mean, not that bad of teams, but not great either. So, um, okay, we only got 10 minutes left in this podcast, but we'll go uh, through the last few things here. Um, are you looking forward to any specific games the rest of the year? How do you see the playoff format paying out? And any final thoughts on college football? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we, uh, championship week is coming up. And for those that don't know, that's where all the rival teams play each other. And that's normally uh, the last week of the season, which would be the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So as I talked about earlier, the Michigan-Ohio State game, which is referred to as the game, um, is happening that Saturday. I believe it's uh, it's and it's at like 12 o'clock. It's always in the afternoon. Um, so that's going to be uh, definitely if you're, um, you know, trying to get into college football or trying to, uh, you know, want to learn more about what's going on, especially this year, definitely tune into that game because they're all going to be talking about you know, Jim Harbaugh and the sign stealing and, uh, you know, Ohio State being undefeated and Ryan Day and just, you know, obviously it's a great rivalry in college football. So definitely tune into that. Um, and then, you know, the Iron Bowl is always great. Uh, that's um, Auburn, Alabama, um, even though, yeah, I mean, Alabama, they're, they're still a good team. So I'm not, I'm not really sure how good Auburn is uh, this year. Um and then, yeah, I, I really like uh, championship week um, or the, all the championship games. So like the Pac-12 championship, the ACC championship, the Big Ten championship, et cetera. So um, those are, you know, primetime games. And, you know, that's like a playoff atmosphere type of uh, type of game. So uh, definitely excited to um, watch those play out. And then um, I love the Heisman Trophy. Uh, too, as you can probably tell, um, and that that ceremony is uh, December, I believe it's December eleventh uh, or December tenth, whatever the second Saturday in December. Um, that's at like six thirty on on ESPN. So I'll be tuning into the uh, to those, and then um, the playoff games are um, they are on New Year's Day this year because. Um, the Rose Bowl, which is the other semifinal game in uh, Pasadena, California, that is the early game. And then the Sugar Bowl, which is the game I'll be at in the Superdome, is at 7.45. So I will be at the uh, the later game. So uh, I don't know who who's going to – I know maybe my four that I predicted at the start of the year will be in it. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I just – um, honestly, I just, I'm not a, an Ohio State fan, so I hope I don't see them um, 
after paying the the price of admission for my tickets. I wouldn't want to see that team. Um, but anyone else, I would I would be you know happy to to see. So I mean, I, I would still be fine seeing Ohio State. I mean, I just want to go to to go to. Uh, um, I have a bucket list to go to every New Year's Six bowl game. Um, and this will be my my second, so I'll be a, a third of the way there. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've got like a month left. Um, so yeah, just uh, enjoy it and then enjoy the bowl season. So it's always a fun time of year. Mm-hmm. Do you think Michigan gets suspended or loses bowl eligibility this year? I I would say there's a good chance. I, I don't know a lot about the sign ceiling scandal. It's kind of, uh, it confuses me a lot. I, just, I haven't looked into it that much, but I would say there there is a decent chance that either Jim Harbaugh is suspended for the playoffs if they make it, or Michigan just won't be allowed in the playoff this year. So that's what I think. I mean, they could get beat by Penn State this week and then lose to Ohio State. Uh, uh, it not even matter, so. Yeah, exactly. So, well, who knows? Um, it'll be a fun last few weeks here. Definitely going to try to tune in uh, to college uh, college game day. I've only seen watch, been able to watch one college game day this year. I love watching that stuff. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts on college football? No, uh, I don't think so. Just, um, you know, enjoy this. Last month, if you're if you're a college football fan, because it's gonna be gone quick, and then, um, you know, you know, NFL season is already halfway over, so we're on the point of being halfway done with with football, which is sad. But you know, there's basketball and college basketball started the other night, and hockey going on. So uh, I like soccer too. The English Premier League is going strong right now. So other sports to uh, to enjoy while football is on the uh, other half, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blackhawks, you know, they'll get there. Bulls, eh, bears, eek. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about bulls later this week, so. Um, well, Ryan, uh, thank you so much for having or coming on. We're glad to have you here. You're welcome back anytime, and uh, we'll for sure try to get another college football show and I would let's try to do it before the bowl games start before the Heisman's uh ceremony. Okay. Yeah, just just let me know. Um always um uh, good to to talk ball. Uh always down. So perfect. Yeah, I kind of just texted you randomly today. I'm like, why not do a podcast? So all right, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and uh just have a great rest of the week. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you uh, for listening to the Windy City Wire podcast. We'll be back hopefully later this week. Talk some bears. Have a great night.